Ben Day, Nick Ashew tonight. Ben MGM tonight. Yankees now down 4-2 to the Orioles. Here they come. See? Don't you count out the Orioles just yet. Here we go. A lot of bad defensive plays by yes. the Yankees to lead to four runs for Baltimore. Hey, you, sometimes you just got to get lucky over 162 games. Take them how you get them. <laughs> I, I look at the Orioles and say, I hope that this is the Nationals soon. I hope. And I think they will be. The way that they've set this rebuild up, I mean, baseball seems to do rebuilds better than most because fans understand that it take, takes time. Yeah. But they're going to get a, they're gonna get a player from LSU. I don't know which one, but the Nationals are going to get a player from LSU that's going to very quickly accelerate this revamp. And that's that's this is what we knew they were going to do, and they traded away all everybody. Again, it goes back to what we said before. Organizations that are willing to make that move make those tough decisions they're the ones that usually succeed the most and it hurt when they when they traded Juan Soto but I'm a conspiracy theorist Nick I still believe there's an opportunity for Juan to come back and it'll be the greatest heist in major league history I would love it I would love it I've I've been saying that for a while thank god somebody on the show is finally listening to me oh yeah I I, right don't I say it all the time Scott I say back back and everybody laughs I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility it's especially because the price tag may go oh he's been hitting better lately but he hasn't been great in with the Padres anyway. so Apparently he doesn't love San Diego. He liked it here. I know. I think it'd be perfect. Let's just see if we can make that happen. All right, so, look, you and I certainly disagree on what the Rockets did for uh, in free agency. I think we can agree, though, that you were never going to see Draymond Green leave Golden State. Not happening. That was yeah. happening. He was going to stay. Like, I know he went and talked to you. We were talking about maybe going to the Rockets, and it was Portland was interested in he was never going to leave. That was the never. right move by Golden State because, as we know, Draymond may not put up huge numbers, but he is the anchor on that defense, and he is really the the the, the pivot point, the focal point of the offense, too. It's just the stuff that you have to actually watch more to be able to see that that's what he can do versus just, hey, he went out and got you 20 points and 10 boards. And he's a locker room guy, and people mm-hmm. are going to scoff at that because he punched Dr- or, uh, Jordan Poole last year. Right? And said some, said some stuff to uh, Durant when he was there in the locker said room. Said some not some too. great things, yeah. but he is a locker room guy, and when you understand and accept Draymond for what he is, I think it was crucial for them to bring Dunleavy up instead of going outside. If you would have went outside the organization, some up-and-coming executive would have kept Jordan Poole over Draymond Green, but Dunleavy understood the culture that that team is and was, and they kept Draymond Green. It was the right move. You know the big winners, though, probably out of everybody in free agency? Who's that? Those heat roll players. <laughs> oh, my God. Max Struess got $63 million, 33 for Gabe Vincent from the Lakers. I actually like the money. Lakers offseason, too, so far. I like the free right. agency. I like the moves they've made. It has a look. They didn't – I'm one, I'm glad they didn't go out and get Kyrie. That would have been really, really stupid if they could have really even stupid. swung it. I don't know how they would have even made it happen. But you, you, you look then and you go I, – I actually like the Gabe Vincent signing. I, I do. I think there's some room for Cam Reddish to grow still. Yep. I, I'm not officially off the they've, bandwagon They've loved yet. him for years, and you see these flashes. I don't know why he didn't get time with the Knicks, because you saw you saw him get a lot more in terms of minutes with Portland at the end, and he, had, he could shine. Well, there was a point in time before he went to New York with Atlanta, he was the second option to Trey Young. I mean, they, yep. they were in the postseason, yes. and Cam, Cam Reddish was the only guy that was, one, not afraid to shoot, and then, two, could actually hit shots. They move him to New York. He doesn't get along with Tibbs. If he can find his role as a spot-up shooter with Los Angeles, he's going to get looks because they need shoot. LeBron desperately needs shooting around him. Los Angeles has only known this for the entirety of his time there and done nothing about it. Cam Reddish is going to get a lot of open looks. They did it, finally, at the trade deadline this past year. 
They finally realized we need shooters here. It took them long enough. It took them way too long. I mean, you remember at the beginning, it was let's get ball handlers so LeBron doesn't have to be the ball handler all the time. No, yeah. LeBron yeah. should be your primary ball handler still. But then they went out, and that's why, like, keeping Austin Reeves, keeping Rui, I mean, you could, some people look at it and think it was too much, but, like, he actually played well for them, especially Ru- in the playoffs. Rui was very good. He earned that paycheck. And then, look, D'Angelo Russell, I, I get there was an up and down with him in the playoffs. They gave him just a two-year deal. And he's somebody that did help them when it comes to shooting, when it comes to scoring. He's completely irrelevant defensively, but you have other guys (laughs) that make up for that. That's how the NBA goes. But the Lakers didn't get crazy, and they kept a lot of the core that they went out and either you guys they found, like Austin Reeves, or, you know, traded for. Rui Hachimura at the deadline. Right. That team had one of the best records in the NBA post-deadline. They did. The Lakers were not a seven seed when they went to the playoffs. They had a number next to their name that's at seven, but they were not a seven seed. No, they just need those guys to step up now because they got to the the Western Conference Finals last year, but LeBron James was very clearly hurting. The the foot was bothering him for the entirety of the postseason. You know you're not getting LeBron James for 82 games anymore. You're probably getting him for somewhere around 60 to 65, right? Like that's a that's a reasonable amount for him to play at this stage, so you can keep him healthy for that postseason run. So those guys are going to have to take a step forward and do some of that regular season lifting. I wouldn't call it heavy lifting because it is the NBA regular season, right, right? But you just have to do some of that lifting so you're still in a good spot where you can avoid the play-in, get your guys as much rest as possible, and then LeBron will flip that switch. He always does when when it's in the postseason and. He should be sitting out more games during the regular season at this point. You know, they should allow load management 35 and up. Yeah. Let guys at 35 and up have a little bit more of a a leeway when it comes to load management without getting upset. And LeBron's approaching 39, so Uh, he he needs some of that management. Rest and recovery is important. Once you hit your 30s, as we know, it's... uh, it's, I'm just well, came in here. I'm like my back hurts. Yeah, you, I know. I'm you're not right. there yet. When Soon, I say, I'm looking at yet. Scott when I say it because Scott's <laughs> twice over with that. I'm just kidding. Scott's only 41. <laughs> no, it's uh, t- and look, I'm even here. I'm like my back hurts. Why does my back hurt? It just hurts for no reason. My back hurts too. 28 okay. is the new 50. I don't. know. You know what? You know I believe that. that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably the case too. Uh, yeah. So the, look, the Lakers made uh, the Lakers made the right decision there. The only other thing that really kind of stood out. Dante DiVincenzo to the Knicks. That is all Villanova now. They love. They are Villanova North. And I don't. You know what? I don't blame them. I mean, it's a, it's a team. I mean, one of the great programs in college basketball under Jay Wright. You have national champions. You have uh, players that know how to play with each other. There's a defensive culture there as well. Like they play basketball the right way. DiVincenzo is a, a really good addition to that Knicks bench, along with now Josh Hart, who stays and picks up his option. I mean, at this point, you might as well just offer Jay Wright a seat on the bench. He doesn't have to be head coach, but hey, you just want to be a a guy guy here a we'll, team we'll advisor find, we'll find a role for you but your guys are already here you still live in the area like we'll still let you go do the cbs stuff during march madness because he was very good at that get you here it is full-blown villanova north i just think he coaches again i really do i do too you know what if it doesn't work out with thibodeau you may hear rumors of jay wright coming in and he doesn't have to deal with nil and the nba so. no no that's for sure what team do you think is going to take the biggest jump from last year to this year. We've kind of all established ours on this show. The Thunder's my my big one. The Pelicans have an asterisk because obviously you need Zion healthy. But is there a team that you look at in the NBA and go, you know, next year is going to be the year. That win total is going to look a lot different than where it was last year. I've been beating the drum on Sundays that I really have enjoyed what Indiana did. Which it okay. wasn't. It wasn't a lot. It, it wasn't a lot of big moves. But the addition of Bruce Brown, who played out of this world for Denver throughout the entirety of the postseason, it was magnified, of course, in, in the NBA Finals. But he was really, really good against Phoenix. He was really, really good against Los Angeles as well. 
adding him to that, I come I came to really love watching him. And I'm a big Tyrese Halliburton guy. So keeping him in good money, you just have to figure out and decide, does Buddy Heald want to be here long-term? Does Miles Turner want to be here long-term? If the answer to both of those questions, or even just one of those players, is yes, you have a pretty good unit moving forward. Benedict Matherin, I thought, was great last year. He should have gotten a little bit more credit in the Rookie of the Year conversation. So they have pieces. This isn't a sexy picnic, I know. Like, they're mm-hmm. not going to contend at the Eastern Conference. But I do think there's a possibility that they go from 11 on the outside looking into the play-in to potentially in that seven, maybe even six market if they really start to outkick their coverage there. I really like what that team did. Their win total opened at 23.5 last year, and they won 35 games, yeah. Pacers. So that, that total is going to be a lot different this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I think you're closing that thing in at about, I mean, if you won 35, I could see that. Uh, definitely upper 30s, maybe a 37 and a half, 37 38 and a half range. Was what I, was I, won't ex- I don't expect it to be too much more than what they did last year because like you said, it's not like they went out and had some earth-shattering moves, but they've already got a decent core that's there. Right. And adding Bruce Brown gives you, he might be worth a couple more wins over the season throughout that team. So I'd guess probably around 37, 38 and a half there. And I think Tyrese Halliburton, maybe not to the same extent, that Nikola Jokic was this past year where everyone realized in you know May that, wow, we should have been watching this guy more. Right. But I think when you get to March and, and April, there are going to be some casual NBA fans that have a peaked interest in Indiana to watch Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, I mean, my team, the Thunder, again, 23.5 was what they opened at last year, and they won 40 games. So there's a good chance that that's going to be a team that's yeah. looking at they're, they're, they you're adding Chet. 42 and a half. I, I would 40, that's exactly the number yeah. that popped in my head. Right around 42 and a half, I think. Because, you, look, you have to look at... The, the one thing you have to take into account with these types of situations where it's like, okay, I think this team's going to be a playoff team. Well, what team from last year... Are they, is going to fall. Is going to fall. Right. That, like Just by numbers, that has to happen. Even with win totals to a point, you got to have one or two teams that are going to fall off a little bit in the same conference because it's just... It's a numbers game. There's going to be a certain amount of win... Like, it... It's more guaranteed when it comes to, obviously, a spot in the playoffs, but you have to kind of factor those in. If we're looking at teams that could take a step back... There's one to me in the Eastern Conference. In the East? very clear. Which one's that? That's the Toronto Raptors. Yes, yes. You lose Nick Nurse. You lose Fred Van Vliet. I like Spicy P and Pascal Siakam. I like OG Ananubi. But one of those guys is likely going to have to get moved at some point. You have to kind of embrace this rebuild process. Mm-hmm. So you have a new coach. They're going to take a step back. They're the team right now that that has to make that tough choice. Yeah. Like Portland waited too long, and Washington definitely waited too long. Time to understand we are going to be in a rebuild. And what better time to do it than with a new head coach? Exactly. This, this is the time to do it. I could see I could see Toronto being major sellers this offseason. Uh, they won 41 games last year. Right now with this current roster, that win total is probably going to be a little bit less. It might be like 39.5 only because you got a new head coach. Because you're right. looking at a similar roster. They bring back Jakob Pertl, who really actually played well for them when they brought him into the deadline. But if they start making trades... That's when that win total goes way, way down. Way down. And I, if when that, I don't. Do we no one actually? Do we know when win totals are coming out? Do we have any no whispers of it? I'd love to know. Probably, I'm dying to know. I would guess probably. I mean, I'm trying to think of when it came out. Let me look. Well, exactly what I'm looking at now. It came out. My guess is. Well, I'm looking at one in September, so it's obviously before September. So I, I know it's in the middle of the summer. Anyway, when you look at a team like the Raptors. I would go, if they haven't made any trades yet, bet the under on that win total because you could get a much more favorable number at when it opens, let's say, like 39 and a half, 40 and a half. 
as opposed to later on when they make all those trades and that number drops six or seven wins, right. and then you're just like, well, now it's set well again, and I don't know what the hell and I'm going to do yeah, with this thing. You don't want to bet an under like 34 with them. I mean, that's, yeah. that's too low. So I, I'm with you there. There's a couple other teams in the East that I think could, like Chicago, because they have they seem to have this weird turmoil situation with wanting Zach Levine to go. It feels like Zach Levine wants to go, mm-hmm. yet he has not gone. So I don't know how that's going to play out. And in the Western Conference, I, I mean, I, I I don't know how I feel about Sacramento. Because I, well, I think there's a potential that they're Don't tweet going... that because you'll get all of Twing's ki- King's Twitter to come after I, you. I so. know, and I'm, I'm not... They're the, they're the most obnoxious people on Twitter. Maybe it's it, just the worst. Maybe in a week I'll want the smoke, but right now I just had 4th of July. Like oh, I'm kind of hanging out. I don't need yeah. the smoke yet, but I just don't know. I think there's a real possibility they get a tad bit overhyped, and if you set that win total too high, I mean, mm-hmm. if that's like in the neighborhood, because last year they won 48 games. Yep. If it's in the neighborhood of 48 and a half, 49 and a half, uh, that's too high. I need to see more before I can think this team is the potential of being a 50-win team in a tough West. Well, that also then goes to, all right, teams in the West that could actually make jumps from where they were win-wise last year, right? The yeah, Suns won 45 last year. I actually like their offseason. I didn't think I would, but you going out and getting Eric Gordon for to add to that bench and add yeah. shooting, really, really good pickup there. And they look, a lot of the pieces were all veteran minimum contracts, but you knew that was going to be the case because you went out and you got Bradley Beal and you're paying every, like you're t- you're paying four guys over 30 million dollars they're all in but talent wise because all we can do is look at where it is even if there's some there will be some guys missing time whether it's Beal he usually misses time or it's Durant he seems to be a little injury prone now they they can still win more than 45 games if the Clippers are actually healthy all year do they win more than 44 do the Warriors do they fall back they're at 44 last year like those are the types of things you think were okay one or two teams is going to make that jump. If the Pelicans are healthy, they're winning more than 42 games. Way more. So it's really, at this point, we're trying to gauge, obviously without the win totals, it's kind of guessing what they're going to be, but it's also then thinking, all right, does Sacramento, maybe it's not even a step back, maybe they're even better, but because the West is more competitive, teams were healthier, whatever the case is, that they end up only winning 46 games. The team that I'm struggling the most with in the Western Conference, Nick, is Dallas. Because last year they win 38 games, but they have the star power that Vegas is going yeah. to lean towards to where that over-under is probably going to be at 40, 41 and a half. Yeah. And realistically, that team should win 41 games. If you have yep. Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, you should but we understand some of the things that have came in the past with Kyrie Irving and how he operates. It takes one bad thing, like one badly worded PR release, one yes. badly worded tweet, a sneeze in the wrong direction, like a <laughs> litany of things that cause Kyrie Irving to say, I'm going to take my ball and go home for two weeks. So that that makes me nervous, but I do believe Dallas is going to be back in the postseason next year. Another team that could be a playoff team, too. Actually, for this was my other team. Uh, I'm not as strong on them as I am the Thunder. But the Jazz. Yeah. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with Colin Sexton. They may move him. They just re-signed Jordan Clarkson. Lori Markinen was incredible for them last year. You add John Collins with Walker Kessler. Uh, you got a couple of bigs. Drafting Taylor Hendricks. Like This is Keontae George, too, who's playing in the Summer League right now. Like these, This is a team that's got some... They've got some serious depth now right. and, and some talent that are veterans at, that are starting, yet you also add this youth. I think the Jazz could be a team that sneaks into the playoffs, yeah, too. Yeah, there's something that there's going on in Utah. And it's, it's clear that Danny Ainge doesn't want to do just a full rebuild. 